It's a song from my mommy. How do you spell it? Give me an M. Take the short bus of life and crash it into that wormhole we call pop culture. This is the podcast, the only podcast running on a Super FX chip and loaded in blast processing. I'm your host, Edgar Velasco, and with me now is the man with the power and the man who loves his mama, his sweet, sweet mama, Mr. Robert Menez. How are you, Chief? Even bad boys love their mamas! Oh, God. Are you quoting fucking Mr. T in his fucking uh, WWE Hall of Fame speech and shit? Oh, yeah. Even the bad boys love their mamas, huh? <laughs> you know what? What the fuck? What? Okay. Now, we're going into fucking Valentine's, I mean, not Valentine's, fucking Mother's Day, uh, a day that we can either love our mothers or hate our mothers or tell them how much they held us back growing up. <laughs> um, oh, God. I got a laundry list that says everything. Uh, hey, we all got a laundry list that we can blame our parents in terms of, like, restricting ourselves and uh, the, the actions we did and the decisions we made based upon whatever shit they programmed us growing up. But I don't want to discuss that. Um, I want to discuss the... Fu- now, before we go into this, hey, Robert, do you remember any episode of Dragon Ball or Dragon or Dragon Ball Z where Goku kisses Chi-Chi at all? Uh, not really. Now... Wasn't he always the one that was very, like, naive about what love is supposed to be? Well, considering he considers marriage, he thought it was a food and he agreed to it. But, you know, the fact... Oh, yeah, that's right. And, you know, the fact that he's literally the world's worst dad... To the point that one his uh, second son, Goten, he didn't even meet Goku until he was 10 years old. And even then, Goku was didn't raise him. He was raised by Chi-Chi. And again, yeah. a good chunk of Gohan was trained by Piccolo. So Piccolo was his true dad in essence. Because he actually... Yes, his, his surrogate dad, they call it. And he always showed compassion towards Gohan and concern and would sacrifice him. While Goku didn't give a shit. He was just... You know, the have that the entire show's premise uh, and the idea behind Goku is basically like, you know, I, I I don't give a shit about the world. I don't give a shit about you as long as I get a good fight out of it. That's pretty much it. And the whole entire thing with him, remember, this is a guy who also does not know the first fucking thing about women. What was the first thing he said when he met Bulma? Why do you have a butt on your chest? Also, when he uh, removed her panties, because he used to, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, that that's disturbing, but it's innocence. But then you wonder, like, wait, how the fuck did Chi-Chi get pregnant? Like, wait, did she, like, get a turkey baster and just drip, take out his cum and fucking just inject it in her so she could get pregnant? Like, how the fuck is that? She, she, I, I do not want to know what went on in their bed that night, but it probably must have been, like, her basically one-on-one on every single thing that he had to do. Well, because, again, not many people know that, but she actually did. Does no? She's a fighter, and she actually did beat Goku in like the yeah. last episode of Dragon Ball before it turned. You know, it went into Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's like, why do you think she's one of the toughest moms in the whole entire universe? 
I'm pretty sure that she had to have, like, Goku there. So it's like, you know, this, 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 because she doesn't fuck around. She is, like, one of, like, the toughest moms in that whole show. Well, I, I, I still want to keep the idea of the, the turkey baster. <laughs> she just kept the turkey baster and just jammed that in there. Anyway, speaking of mothers... No, she probably even did it during one of his nighttime robs. He, he's probably, like, all over the garage and all over the backyard. She's just kind of like, okay, I'm going to take some of this. <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball P, um, nice, interesting segue, but, you know, Mother's Day is coming, and what an interesting segue that was. You know, like, in terms of moms that, you know, television moms, we found ourselves growing up, you know, like, looking looking for guidance or looking for true mothership material or whatever through the television moms, be it animated or in, you know, at, you know or make-believe, like, Okay, like the top moms were Kevin Arnold's mom from fucking, you know, the Wonder Years. Uh, nanny, na nanny from fucking Muppet Babies. Who well, really? I guess she's like, does she kind of count as a mom? I mean, like she is technically like the baby's nanny. Yeah, but like, they stayed. Like, she kind of counts as a mother, even though she's basically just legs, <laughs> legs and shoes and sneakers. She's literally just the bottom torso. Oh God! Oh wait, wait. that reminds me. Have you ever seen that show, Cow and Chicken? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their parents originally. I'm literally just yeah, legs. That's it. Their parents are just legs. I'm probably thinking is like they're gonna cut off one day and like nanny's gonna be like just the legs cut off. No, and the weird thing is in the pilot episode of Cow and Chicken, they display that yeah, they're just fucking legs. And yeah. you know, and the weird thing is the other episodes. Uh, I don't think that they they always kept them hidden. But if you already revealed the secret in the the first episode that that mm -hmm. joke doesn't apply um let's see what other like mother oh well i wouldn't cons let's see so we got nana we got kevin arnold's mom we got um let's see well kate and Allie were two single moms raising sons so that's fine yeah uh, I guess that counts. yeah they kind of it kind of counts um uh, like what other like oh well to a to a certain degree even murphy brown huh Oh, Missy. Oh, God. Hi, Missy. I mean, Mom. Yeah, and it's funny that she leaves the, was it that Bill, no, Ted's father, and the, and she, she, she's with, you know, what is it, Ted's father, and then ends Bill's up with, father. with Bill's father, and ends up with Ted's father in the sequel. She switches fathers. Oh, my God. That is, like, so screwed up. But that or the fact that they were looking down her blouse when they were doing a seance. And there were oh, yeah. shirts. <laughs> like, the, the screwed up thing is like she's not much older than them, and it's like, yeah, your mom, your mom's like, you know, your mom's hot. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, like, what kind of other like the weird thing is I'm drawing, like, but there's also like Mother Lee figures, like um, what like surrogate oh, moms, you know, surrogate moms, you know, like Mrs. Beakley from fucking Ducktales. Yeah, you know, she's a caretaker of the nephews, and she's like. You know, she's kind of like the, you know, the night. I, I like in the reboot, though, even though she's, like, very more, like, nanny-like in the original, here she's, like, badass. She's almost like a bodyguard. Yeah, she's like an enfor- She's like, uh, you know, Mercy, you know, the, the, the bodyguard for Lex Luthor, like yeah, that. She's, yeah, she, she's, like, bigger than everybody else, and she's like, you screw around with Webby or the nephews, you're dead meat. Exactly, so she's, like, almost like a-, a, a she, it, It's a nice little take on the character. Um, let's see, there's also, well, there's also, is it Mama from, uh, fucking, uh, who takes care of, uh, who trains all the warriors of Apocalypse in the Superman comics. Is it oh, Big yeah. Mama? I believe it's... I think it. so. Um, let's see, oh, no, yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's see. What other, like, there's other, like, it's a weird thing that I'm drawing a blank in terms of surrogate mothers or, you know, television mothers. Um, let's see. Well, no, let's see. In Family Matters, uh, no, no. Mrs. Winslow wasn't really an interesting mom. Uh, again, Full House, they didn't even have a fucking mom because in fairness, she fucking died in a, what? Go, go, go to Fresh Prince, you got Carlton's mother. Yeah, but the weird thing is, it's funny that they replaced the mother midway and through like the, what, into the third season or some shit like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, not to mention Claire Huxtable. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. There's another one, too. Another classic 80s mom. Daniel LaRusso's mom. Daniel LaRusso? Karate Kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she always played a mom character. Oh, and what's that actress in the fucking who ma who plays a mother in every fucking movie? Oh, my God. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, you always see her. She's like, she's always somebody's mom. Yeah, remember. I forgot, she, I forgot her name, though. Yeah, but you know, you know, she was the mother who took in Edward Scissorhands in the movie. Oh! Oh, Diane Weiss, that's her name. Yeah, Diane Weiss. She, she always plays a fucking concern. Avon lady. Huh? She was the Avon lady. Yeah, she was the Avon lady. And she always plays a fucking mother character like that. Every yeah. movie she's ever been, she plays like a motherly or a mother character. The right, other... and a very, like, yeah, a very like upbeat mother character too in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But except in this, uh, I know she made a movie that she kind of blew herself up because her husband was abusing her. Forget about the movie, but I'll eventually think about it. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, but, 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 but. You know what? You know, uh, Aunt May, surrogate mother. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. You know that's another. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man's mother figure. Yeah, and pretty much the only figure, you know, because Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben died! Um, like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, like the, uh, the, the damn joke. Hey, Spider-Man, you want some rice? Sure, Dolan, what kind? Uncle Ben. <laughs> what are you doing, Dolan? You know, it's it's weird that like we always like we we and oh again Mrs. Fucking Brady fucking there you go or of course the quintessential TV mom the quintessential oh and fucking you know um Happy Days uh Mrs. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Fucking I forget I forget their last name Mrs. Cunningham I think we got too many yeah there yeah. No, but it definitely, like, a lot. Again, we got Mrs. Cunningham. We got Mrs. Brady. Uh, what's it? The fucking Mrs. Partridge also. Like, fucking... Yeah. You know, she like... Drives, yeah, she drives the bus. She drives the fucking bus. Like, uh, like there's so many, like, these kind of mom types. Like, oh, yeah. Does eight is enough count? No, wait. And My Two Dads uh, was a whole completely different type of show. So, uh... <laughs> you know, and, um... Uh, so, you know, but yeah, like Mrs. Brady, Mrs. Cunningham, and Mrs. Partridge are like the quintessential suburban moms, you know, like the big families, and she gets everybody rallied up, you know, oh, let's go out and just do some stuff, like, oh, come on, kids, put on your Sunday best, we're going to Sears. You know, uh, back to DuckTales, the only unpleasing mother character was uh, Fenton Crackshell's mom. Oh, uh, yeah, because she was, like, very, like, lazy and apathetic, and he was a hard worker. And they still lived in a fucking trailer park, and she would eat. Yeah. TV dinners while spending the entire day watching fucking soap operas? Yeah. It's basically, I, I think, like, in that case, it's like, you know, his mom was, like, apathetic and uncaring, and basically Fenton Crackshell just, like, you know, he wasn't going to be like that, so he rose above what his mother was like. He said, like, I'm not going to be like my mom. I'm going to be something better. And, yeah, he works for Scrooge McDuck. Uh, not at first. Remember, he was a fucking yeah. bean counter. Yeah, he was his accountant. He was his accountant, but before he became even an accountant, he was a bean counter in a bean counting factory. A little bean counter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if it wasn't for the whole Gizmo Duck and him applying to be an accountant, although really poorly, then it wouldn't have. He wouldn't even try to. Gotten, he wouldn't better his life in any aspect. 
Yeah, but at least, like, you know, the one thing you can give Fenton Crack shows that, like, he has a little bit more ambition than his mother ever did. You know, and that's the thing. Let's talk about Fenton Crackshell. If you must, it, I, this is a completely, you know, like his story. It makes it. It's weird because, like you just mentioned before, like his mother was a is a lazy slob who don't give a shit. Who who probably you know probably maybe had a drug addiction or did some bad shit in the past. You know, got got herself pregnant, got disowned by the family. Like you can create like a whole backstory to her origin because like yeah. she has that archetypal like uh, look and characteristic of someone who maybe was disowned from her family because she got pregnant or did a lot of drugs or you know decided to give up on life. They probably didn't even take care of you know Fenton well enough to be a, you know a good mom. I mean, how yeah. she she would talk to him and stuff like that, and then. You go and, you know, the completely polar opposite with how Fenton Crackshell, you know, just, I, I just love that name. That name is just so, so smooth. I always I like saying Fenton Crackshell. Like, what? Well, that's a cool name. Um, it is. No, but, no, but the fact that he decides you're right. He says, like, no, I don't want to be like my mother. I don't want to be, I don't want to live in a fucking trailer park trash home. I want to better myself. And the weird thing is, his introduction as he's doing the bean counting, making sure that he's counting the beans that the correct amount go into the jar before they go into the truck, into whatever the store. Like, he's literally saying, like, I need to better my life. I need to, yeah, I need to impress the girl so I can go out with, uh, what's her name? The, the parrot chick that he's in love with, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and things like that. Like, he actually does have an arc. You know, like, people say, oh, it's Gizmoduck, Gizmoduck. Oh, yeah, I would say Gizmoduck is awesome. But mm -hmm. when you think about, like, the whole Fenton Crackshell storyline, like, that whole introduction to him into the Gizmoduck and then into, you know, when he's stripped of the armor, you know, because of the alien uh, robot spaceship that kidnaps him, which, again, was a weird, you know, conclusion to the storyline. Because first, it's, you know, Gyro Gear Loose decides, you know what, uh, let me create uh, like a robo, robo, you know, guard, because again, Scrooge McDuck is fucking paranoid every day about his money bin, so let me create well, yeah, it. I mean, like, if you had that kind of money, wouldn't you be too? Yeah, 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 and again, that's like the nightmares of his day every night, and of course, you know, the Beagle Boys, like always, you know, they introduce a new character, Brainy Beagle, and he's the tech guy, so he can break in any type of security and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, Fenton Crackshell creates the, the, the armor, not realizing, like, oh, okay, it needs a magic word to fucking, you know, so uh, something that nobody says that could be used in terms to, you know, engage the armor. Yeah, to activate the armor. And of course, it's yeah, blather, well, and blather and blather and blatherskite. Um, yeah, and of course, that happens to be Fenton's catchphrase. And the thing is, when you what when you see when he sees the armor, it's just like, oh my god, if I can wear this, I can make, sh I can get a job. And it's funny yeah. because. You know, originally, um, Scrooge McDuck was supposed to send, a, like, an agent or a security guard to take care of that. But Fenton, I guess, beat him to the punch and then automatically gets the job. And, yeah, yeah he, although, it's interesting because, yeah, he, he, he's, he, at first, you know, he keeps it hidden and stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, Brainy Beagle, you know, is able to, you know, br you know, hack into the system and actually, you know, reprogram Gizmoduck so he can steal the money from Uncle Scrooge's money bin, resulting in taking all the money and dumping it in a lake and freezing the lake. Oh, no, no, I remember now. Um, he, Scrooge McDuck tells Fenton that I need to freeze my assets. In reality, since he's not really a good accountant, he thinks he needs to 
put all his money in a fucking lake and freeze it. Yeah, like literally freeze your assets. And it's funny, and of course that's how you know the Beagle Boys are able to take it and all that stuff. You know, and, and, and of course it's a in a fight ensues. You know when Huey, Louie, Dewey, and Webby eventually are able to take the control away from Brainy Beagle, and you know they they get all the money back. You know they're able to defeat the Beagle Boys. But then the last episode of that you know five episode arc that introduces Gizmo Duck, you know out of nowhere fucking alien invasion that steals the money bin along with fucking Fenton Crackshell as Gizmo Duck and Scrooge because of course Scrooge if he you know he hands on tight to that money bin you know because he doesn't he wants his money and then they're introduced to a fucking alien race that decides to b- melt all types of metal so they can create more robots uh you know, again, that's it, it, how that last episode into that story arc was completely out of nowhere. It's like, oh, you know what? Defeating the Beagle Boys wouldn't be so satisfying. You know what? Let's have him fucking destroy a fucking alien robot race for some fucking reason. Hey, why not, right? And, you know, and again, that's an interesting story arc because Fenton Crackshell does not defeat the robot boss with the Gizmo Duck armor. He defeats him using his mind because he has photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, oh, yeah, that's, that's the one thing. It's like he is so he is like so meticulous or about that counting. Like, yeah, one thing he could cut out like a whole jar of jelly beans and get it right. He could get it like exactly right. Yeah, in fact, that was wasn't that one of the things that got him hired to begin with? Because yeah. wasn't Scrooge McDuck like throwing jars at him filled with stuff? Oh, oh yeah. no, he was telling yeah, him counties, 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 and he's like every single time, and Scrooge is like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He was giving him jars, or throwing at him, jars would change, and said, okay, how much is in here? Just by yeah. looking at it. Or throwing, like, handful, handfuls of coins up in the air, seeing if he can keep track of all of them. That's right. Like, yeah, we can count the whole thing. That's right, before they hit the ground, he already knew how much it was before he even hit the ground. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it's kind of like, it, nice autistic. <laughs> He's autistic, in a way, no. But, um, uh, but it was... No, I say, he, he is, like, he is, like, um, how to say it, like, he is, like, really fast. Like, he can calculate, like, large numbers like that. Yeah, and it's interesting. It, 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 in a way, it's kind of almost like photographic memory, but it's to a degree that's maybe superhuman. But the fact that, yeah, his story arc was, I need to better myself. Okay, I got a job. I got this. I got the girl. I got this armor. Okay, I'm threatened. I'm going to overcome this. And then, the you know, it, the, the final confrontation with the robot boss, whatever, he has, he uses his ability, his mind, his own, you know, quote-unquote, not human nature, whatever, to defeat this, and then gets the suit, you know, and, you know, has a full-time job now as an enforcer for, you know, Scrooge McDuck, as well as an accounting gig with him. And then the last episode was he rolls off, you know, to the trailer park, and I remember this very, very interesting, that he says, I'm home, mama! And, of course, his mom doesn't even give a shit. She's like, uh, he's been gone for literally, like, the equivalent of maybe, like, maybe, uh, two, 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 a week or two. He's been gone, and she don't give a shit. She only says, hey, uh, get me some more, uh, microwave dinners or fucking clean the house. She doesn't even, like, knew, she doesn't even care nor acknowledge that he was gone for a long time, periods of time. And then, yeah, so, so, like, basically says, like, she's negligent. And then he just, you know, says, you know what? Fuck that. I want this place fucking clean because I'm the one who fucking works here. You know, I've been busting my ass. You know, and, and it's interesting because he said, like, if, you know, I want you to clean yourself up. I want this place clean and no more of this microwave dinner. I'm going to, you know, we're going to, you know, have some home cooked meals or some shit, something like that. And of course, she greets, she replies with, you know, 
you know, almost being scared and saluting him like a fucking military soldier. And it's like, oh, you know what? That's that's pretty interesting. Although, yeah, the later episodes, you know, she she starts getting, you know, somewhat more of a characteristic in terms of that. Like, she starts accepting it. But that entire arc is an interesting arc because, like, you can do anything with her upbringing. And it, 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 it's definitely applied because there are those that, that you know, especially in cartoon world, that like, you never got a character like that. In terms of like, like how he was raised, or whether you know, again, he a negligent mom who didn't give a shit, you know, fucking. And wait, didn't she also smoke? Something like that? No, I don't. I don't think they made it explicit because of the fact you know how Disney is, you can't really show. Smoking. But you could see that like she looks like she was a fucking head. Oh yeah, and, and you can kind of tell like there's always like that haze in the in the trailer. And I could have sworn there's like maybe an ashtray, a drawing of ashtray, maybe cigarette butts here and there on the floor. Or not acknowledge, but like you know, like she's probably one of those whatever you know, fucking again eating microwave dinners, living in a fucking trailer park. She has her curlers on her hair still for how long? Uh, yeah, you know, so stuff like that. So like, yeah, you know, and it's an interesting story arc. Uh, I'm sorry to take it that, but you know, like Fenton Crackshow is always an interesting character in that Ducktales lore because he, out of all of them, had an interesting arc. Also, fuck Bubba Duck. Fuck him up his dumb prehistoric ass. I hated Bubba Duck. And to this day, if anyone says, I like Bubba Duck, I'm going to kick you in the fucking dick so hard, you'll be tasting it. Okay. Well, good news then. He's not coming back in the new series. Are you sure about that? They might do like an extreme reboot or something like that. I don't know. No, uh, they, they, they've already announced like most of their plans up ahead, and he is not part of them. Thank God. Thank fucking God, because the Bubble Duck episodes were useless. I know they wanted to get new characters and all that stuff, but like mm-hmm. once you did Gizmo Duck, you didn't need to introduce new characters. And But then again, it was around the day where, like, okay, we had enough of DuckTales. Don't. I mean, fucking Scrooge McDuck because of, becomes a fucking superhero at, at night. For no fucking reason. Oh um, uh, yeah, that was a that was a weird thing. But anyway, um, going back to what we were talking about, though, because now, hey, we talked about some uh, good moms. How about the villain moms? That's like literally every Disney villain. Like fucking from 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 fucking Snow White to fucking uh, well, not really a mom. Well, actually, a mom because she gave up Snow White to be murdered. I don't know. Uh, uh, Cinder- Cinderella, fucking the f- Her stepmothers, fucking yeah, her stepmother. Fuck- the fucking shit of them, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what other worst moms? I, 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 I can't. Ma Beagle. You know what? Fucking. You know what? But then again, you know what? She, she was, she, she, she raised her boys right in terms of the life of crime. But yeah, I can understand that. You know, Ma Beagle was definitely, you know, fucking. But hey, you know what? Any mom who's able to go to prison, you know, and and do her hardest to somehow put. A fucking nail file in a birthday cake to try and get her sweet boys out of prison. You know what? She ain't that half bad. <laughs> I know, but it's like she is not exactly a good influence. Yeah, but again, you know that you know she raised a whole bunch of sons and a couple of daughters. But you know, she 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 still kept that mentality. Like, you know what? I'm gonna teach you to steal because I want you to better your lives. <laughs> yeah, even though it's like it's not a uh, it's not the moral way of doing it, but what else? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And like, yeah. uh, I, I, and fucking in the Beagle Boys family, you're born with a fucking eye mask to keep your identity safe, and a fucking plaque with your number on your chest already. It's like a badge of honor, your prison number. Exactly. And again, in the early comics, they weren't known by their characteristics; they were known by their numbers. It was the yeah. cartoon. It was the cartoon that said, "Okay, you're big time. You're burger." 
Yeah, you're... they started to sanctualize, like, making them unique characters. Well, it makes sense because you know people by names rather than knowing them by fucking numbers. Yeah. It, it... But also, too, like, yeah, like, distinctive looks. Because, like, yeah, you know, Big Time was, like, the short, squat, loud, you know, talking one. Mm-hmm. You know, Burger was, the, you know, the hungry one all the time. You know, they had, what, like, Baggy Beagle is just, like, a complete idiot. Yeah, and then you got, uh, was it... Bouncer, who's, like, you know, the muscle. Yeah, exactly, and then you had the Beagle girl... The the Beagle gals, who only appeared on one episode, where the fucking kids accidentally shrunk Gizmo Duck's suit to the point that they were able to wear it, you know, for a small period of time. And it was, like, the mm-hmm. Beagle gals, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And, you know... It, 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 let's see, what other... There's a lot of what shit... Are, what other villain villain moms? Oh, Mama Fratelli. Oh, shit, Mama Fratelli. Another Ma Beagle-like prototype in terms of that life of crime. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, loud, abusive, you know... Beat, you know, like, yeah, smacked her sons around, and, of course, her youngest son turns on her. Where would you fit Roseanne in this? Bad mom or good mom? I have no idea. Maybe, uh... I don't know... How about Meredith? How about Meredith Baxter Bernie? Mm, good mom. Okay. Probably. Okay. Uh, what about Peggy Hill? Uh, Peggy Hill is uh no Peggy Hill is a good mother in the sense she's just a little bit like naive at times. She's a little bit like you know flighty. She's not always one hundred percent up there, but it's like her heart's in the right place. She does care about Bobby. She does care about her family, even though like you know she has her moments. What about Luann? She became a mom in the last season. Well, I can't really say too much about Luann. I mean, like, you know, that was, like, towards the end of the series. Yeah. But, you know, she is a little bit like her aunt. She was a little bit flighty, a little bit out there. But it's like, you know, same thing. Heart's in the right place. Okay. Uh, Where would you place... Oh, shit. Now we're in a fucking the mom. The mom challenge. Oh, what about uh Bobby's mom from Bobby's World? Don't you know? No. Don't you mean... Really... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I guess she has, like, all the good intentions for her son, but I never saw that series too much. What about Doug's mom? What? Doug. Doug's mom was also, like, you know, hard in the right place. She was a good mom. Uh, what about... Ab- she was, like, a little bit, like, I remember... Oh, God. I remember that one episode when, um... Oh, you know, God, what was it? Judy wanted to bring that guy home, and she wanted to impress him so much that she made her parents be, like, you know, pretend like they were, like, eccentric artists or something, or, like, adventurers or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like... You know, yeah, Doug's mom was, like, playing, like, you know, trying to play, like, adventure suburban mom. Like, I just settled down in the suburbs and I just raised a family. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's still really weird to see, like, she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and she's, like, so uncomfortable. She's just, like, she's kind of weird, like, fish out of water in that whole episode. What about, fun. okay, what about uh, Dexter's mom? And, yes, mm-hmm. th- yes, everybody loves Dexter's mom for her fat ass. But can we talk about the mother itself? <laughs> Oh, God. She's a, she's another one. She's like, you know, same thing. Like, she wants to provide for her family, but it's like, I've never I've noticed this one thing about her. She has a fat Dexter's ass? Mom, no. Dexter's mom has, like, really bad OCD. What do you mean, Dexter's mom has bad OCD? What do you mean, in what sense? Because she's cleaning constantly, and she never takes those damn gloves off. And I her... remember the Mother's Day episode where they try to take her gloves away, and she freaked out? <laughs> Yeah, I do. That's that's definitely true. But then again, you know, her husband is an idiot. So there you go. Yeah, yeah he, he he's supposed to be like yeah, he's supposed to be like uh you know, man of the house and everything. And yeah, he's a bit of a man child. It's like 
Oh, that episode where like it's Mother's Day and like the family takes her gloves away and insists that she has breakfast in bed and everything, and she's fucking flipping out. You see her sweating bullets, and she's just kind of like, I gotta get up, I gotta get up, I gotta get up, I gotta. Because she thinks like the whole house is gonna come apart if she's not out cleaning. Mm, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Okay. What about uh, Timmy Turner's uh, mom from uh, Fairly Odd Parents? I don't remember that show way too much. You don't? Holy shit! Okay. I didn't watch it as much as my brother did. All right, all right, no problem. Okay, no, no hate, no hate. Um, okay, so wow, we covered a lot of like make believe moms. There's probably you a forgot, whole. You another mom. What? Rugrats. Oh, mom or oh, uh, fucking. A bunch of moms. Okay, let's go with Tommy Pickles's mom. Okay, same thing. It's like hearts in the right place. She wants to raise her family and everything, but it's like she's like such a worry ward at times. Well, have you seen Stu Pickles? Stu Pickles looks like a fucking. Like, uh, he seems, he's always, like, fucking low, monotone voice. He always looks but, like he's fucking stoned half the time. And he's, like, very chill all the time. He, he, he's definitely, you know, very chill all the time and seems a little mm -hmm. bit off. But, yeah, you're right. Like, she married an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, they still love each other. And fucking, you know, Chucky, Chucky doesn't even have a mom. He doesn't end up, Chucky doesn't end up getting a mom until they fucking go to Paris. I know, because I, I know, but it's like the story in that one was like so sad. Like she died, like you know, soon after he was born. So it was his fault. Memories of her. So it's like, yeah, like when his mom, when his dad remarries and he finally has like a mom in the, in his life, he's like he's really happy. And he gets a stepsister in the process. He gets that little French Asian girl, whatever. Yeah, the, the little Japanese girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So he got. He, yeah, too bad it took like what? How many years before he fucking his his dad finally married? And, I know it took like eight years from like the. No, nine years from the start of the show mm -hmm. up until the second movie for him to finally have, like, a mother, like, a stepmother in his life. Yeah. Hey, is Phil and Lil's mother a lesbian? No, she's, she's like, a little bit, like, you know, like, one of those, like, fitness buffs, but she's definitely not. She's married. Yeah, but you never see the dad that much. You, you never did. Once, you see the dad, like, once in a while. He's kind of, like, you know, he, he he's, like, kind of, like, really funny because, like, she's, like, tall and fit and everything, and he's, like, really tiny and skinny. And look at this funny little contrast between the two. Oh, okay. So he's like droopy. He's very absurd and he's very meek. So he's like, yes, dear. Let's go, dear. Okay, I can understand. A little bit. A little bit. He is kind of like that, but he does have his moments where he will, like, he will like, blow up. Like, yeah. he will blow up and he will fucking fight. Yeah, but what about, you know, the worst? And you know what? This goes with, well, bad mom with, you know, certain good intentions, but maybe doesn't show them as much. Of course... Angelica's mom. I know, because she's like such a workaholic. She's always on her phone. She's always like, she's a like career minded. And it's like, she's almost a little bit bad because like her family's almost secondary in a sense. But I was like, the one thing at least about her is that like, when she does put her effort into it, she does put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, but again, you don't realize that until they actually put an episode uh, emphasis on it. So half the time she's on her phone dismissing everyone else talking around her because she's always, you know, rushing away. Working, yeah, working, working, working. Exactly, exactly. So, like, that, that's it. Uh, have we covered a good chunk of uh, made-up moms and made-up whatever? Or um, Well, we had, like, some villain moms. We had some, you know, good moms. Yeah, we, we, get, we did a good chunk. Is there, like, any other moms we can think of that we remember? Uh, what about, uh, fucking the mom from Gremlins, who was able to fight back and kill, uh, like, about two Gremlins? Oh, uh, yeah. What, what was it? Blend, what was it? Microwave one, stick the other one in the, in the, uh, the mixer. No. First, put one in the, in the microwave. Second one, stab it to death before you throw, you know, throw it in the blender. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, wait, wait. The 
in the blender, she snuck up on him, she blended. Yeah, yeah. The second one, yeah, then she stabbed the second one, and then she microwaved the other one by spraying it with, like, that butter, the cooking butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. in the microwave, and it's just hitting it. That's true, that's true. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, that's... Like, yeah, like, you know... She she didn't she had a badass moment, but it's like she almost got overwhelmed. And if it weren't for her son stepping in, she would have been dead. Well, again, if you knew the original script, she was supposed to be decapitated by one of the gremlins. She was supposed to die. Yeah. And instead, the gremlin got decapitated instead. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, and uh, okay. And on the verge of that, it's definitely you know interesting that we know more about fake made up moms than probably our own. <laughs> No. The other thing I remember, about, well, the one thing I can tell you about my mom is that uh, when I was four years old, she let me watch Monty Python. And you know what? Some addictions are true. Hey, mine introduced me to early, you know, uh, you know, bebop, 1930s rock and roll, fucking, all, you know, the classic stuff that I never even paid attention uh, to. Oh, yeah. All the good music. Yeah, that we don't see anymore. Uh, fucking soda pop rock and stuff like that. <laughs> Like the oh, big, yeah. the big bopper, chubby checker, and all these other like nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties rock, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to know. And if people want to contact you, find out more awesome things, or maybe educate you on what cartoon or television mother that we've forgotten, how can they do that? Find me on the Facebook group, or find me on the twi- find me on the Twitters at Lambda Calculus. That's L A M B D A C A L C U L U S. Our official Twitter is at Enrotripcast, and our website is at NostalgiaRoadTrip.com. Always awesome, always killing brain cells, educating them, and then going off a fucking tangent about Fenton Crackshell's origin and how we can relate to him more than any other character in the Duck Tales universe. But till then, my friend, it's been a pleasure, and I'll definitely see you next time. For now, and now for a home cooked meal cooked by your mom. Blathering Blatterskite! <laughs>